0: Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, and there is going to be a retreat in Jacksonville, Florida called Standing Strong in Resilience, Paving the Way for Good Health and a Great Future. This will take place April 22nd through the 24th. And uh, it is non-denominational retreat weekend at the Resolution Center of Jacksonville, Florida. It will be a time of support and renewal of for Parents and Grandparents on the Journey of Parental Alienation. The cost is $50 per person, and there are scholarships available. I will put the links in the podcast notes, but right now I have an excellent guest on. Her name is Eileen Dong. She is an award-winning host of the Miss Texas Show, and this has become a voice of hope for survivors and advocates of traumatic events such as family violence, sex trafficking, sexual assault, as well as wartime-related trauma. Hope Picks Global is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the awareness and prevention of family violence, sex trafficking, and sexual assault locally, nationwide, and globally. And I welcome you to the show, Eileen Dong. Great to have you.
1: Thank you so much, Marianne. I am so honored to be on this show. Hi, everyone. (laughs)
0: It's great to have you. There's a lot going on with uh, sex trafficking. This has been a very hot topic. And I, you know, people don't know, a lot of people don't know this is going on.
1: Exactly. This is why I think we, you and I, both have a lot of work to do. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of the people who are listening in, uh, I'm really thankful and feeling really hopeful as well that you know more and more people are becoming aware of that so as you know that time wearing blue here wearing blue here for the awareness month human trafficking awareness month also um in january it is sex uh stalking awareness month mm-hmm. and uh, i wanted to say that you know this this show is um, being aired in February. However, I don't want people to think like, okay, so why are you talking about sex trafficking? Why are you talking about human trafficking in February? The awareness month is over. But like Marianne said, a lot of people don't know this is happening in our city, in our backyard, to our people and especially our children. So I wanted to give you a few stats so that you know kind of like the severity of the situation. According to the National Human Trafficking Hotline, the statistics reported for 2020 and 2021 is not out yet. For 2020, it was reported 10,583 cases in the United States alone. And I wanted to mention, you know, stats. A lot of people who are engineers, business people, they always will argue, you know, stats, it's about, you know, this and that. And I totally agree. It's about, you know, in this case, it is only the people who called in the hotline. Imagine those people who did not speak English, maybe. Maybe they have a gun put at their head and not allowed to make the call, or simply they do not know there is a hotline in existence. So you have to know that, you know, the severity of the situation. And you can go, you know, search for national human trafficking hotline, you'll be able to see like, you know, the stats in different states, but to list like the top three based on crime rates in states, California counts number one, Texas counts number two, Florida counts number three on crime rates. And I'm here, you know, the Miss Texas show, uh, based out of Houston, Texas. Unfortunately, we are counted as number one crime rate as far as cities are concerned. And that's why I wanted to mention that to you, but it's not just in Houston, you know, I was speaking to a lady in North Carolina. She said, "Oh my God, you know, I'm a survivor of human trafficking as well." And uh, you know, Marian has very kindly introduced me about my uh, my background uh, by trade. I'm a linguist, uh, also like a business consultant. I work as an expert with the DOJ and ICE and the different department uh, in terms of you know crime intervention. And these are the crimes that we are interve- uh, doing the intervention with. You know, Georgia, for instance, this morning, I got off a a call, a a webinar training from Georgia. But Georgia is one of the states that has high crime rate on sex trafficking as well. And now talking about business, the business background. So for some of you say, okay, so now that we know the stats of the crime rate, how big, how do you quantify that? okay again i'm gonna use the terminology i'm from houston the oil and gas center of the united uh, united states and the world right and this is a 150 billion dollar industry globally this is the annual revenue and to quantify that using the oil and gas company revenue three of the biggest Multinational oil and gas company annual revenue adds up to merely $150 billion. This I hope gives you an idea, right? Mm-hmm. Oil and gas companies, they're rich. And you know, this doesn't add up to, you know, three of them only add up to the 150 billion. And let me explain why. Why do you think, you know, maybe I can you know, ask you, Marianne, why do you think that, you know, they're making so much money on that?
0: Because there's children involved and they're easy to get a hold of as far as CPS traffic the, trafficking them through the foster care system?
1: Oh my God, yes. You know, you're so right. Yesterday I was speaking at the local uh, university, University of Houston downtown and you know we have another speaker she's a survivor from uh, labor and sex trafficking and she talked about you know the system cracks that she actually was one of the reasons about that um that is totally right also um if you imagine let's say i'm gonna get a car i'm gonna get gas i'm gonna get anything you know food in a restaurant clothing you know anything but you can only sell that once, right? Once you sell that merchandise, you sell these glasses, it's done. You, mm-hmm. you don't sell them again. But imagine if you sell a person, you can sell them over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And that is like, it is like heartbreaking to me, you know, when we talk about this situation. And this is one of the many reasons that we are fighting this together and, and on this, you know, in show, I wanted to call all of you, because it is a $150 billion industry. And because this is like happening in our backyard, and this is happening globally. And I also want to mention, we are still unfortunately going through the COVID time. I honestly, I was one of the pioneers calling uh, people to wear masks, you know, uh, because I'm from China, everything. So I was watching the stats from, closely and informing people I was interviewed on the news media, et cetera, et cetera. But who know that we, we are still, you know, doing, having the new Omicron variant and everything else. And we're all having to adapt to the new norm, which is okay. Unfortunately, criminals like them have utilized the online platform. So for some of you might know, uh, you know, know of, the Pornhub that has been shut down. But Pornhub used to be a membership-based website that you have to pay a membership fee in order to you know, get the services. And you can imagine what kind of services that is. But mm-hmm. ever since COVID, they got rid of the membership fee so everyone can get on for free. And that hiked up the crime rates for sex trafficking. And luckily, because of wonderful, wonderful people like Marianne, you know, I like so many of you listening here that with the Joint Forces, we were able to shut Pornhub down. So that is great. However, just like I said, why are we talking about human trafficking in February? Same thing. Because this crime doesn't just end because, okay, January is awareness month. What are we gonna do February? Oh, nobody is suffering. No, criminals are still out there. They're still trafficking people. And next thing I want to talk about is that our kids, they're at risk. So I want to you know talk about who do you think the victims can be? Uh, you know who do you, I know Marianne is a specialist. So I want to ask Marianne, you know, who are the victims of these crimes?
0: Well, it seems that CPS can just go into a house and just remove children. And then they drug them up and put them into a foster care, and then they move them around in the foster care homes or group homes. And in fact, in Missouri, there were, um, I think it was around, I, I was just looking at the article, I think it was around 50 to 100 children just disappeared and no wow. one's bothering to look for them and there's a lot of child trafficking through all of this and i i personally feel cps should be abolished
1: wow wow um yeah i i know that you know uh, like i mentioned that when i was speaking uh, with the other speaker she had talked about you know the cracks on the systems and i'm um, I just want to mention uh, a little bit that Marianne has very humbly agreed to be on the Miss show, so we're gonna have her on the show as well, talking about you know her knowledge about you know how the system is actually um, assisting with the child sex trafficking. So yeah, this is totally you know uh, anyone can be a victim regardless of your age, your age. Uh, your race, your nationality, your gender, your social and economic status. And I want to give you sort of like a percentage breakdown of uh, the gender, for instance. So out of the ones that are reported, 71% are women and girls, 29% are men and boys. So where are we seeing here? It's not just girls, it's not just women men can be victims as well mm-hmm. and it's not just you know where you're an adult maybe you're you know you're 40 years old or maybe you're 15 years old anyone can be trafficked and mm-hmm. this is why we're here to raise awareness because this is not something i used to think we used to think that we see on tv some foreigners that are like you know shipped on the container ship in the uh, uh, like most of them are foreigners but no, that is human smuggling, and mm-hmm. I wanted to mention, like, you know, the difference between human trafficking and human smuggling. Human trafficking is coercion, so there's coercion is the key word for this. If you, you know, willingly participate, and you know, we've heard people, uh, a lot of people from third world countries wanted to come to the United States. They would pay tons of thousands of money dollars to come here well they actually actively participated in this human smuggling um, criminal activity but no for sex trafficking the girls they are you know i mentioned about putting a gun on them on their head to force them and there are many other ways which i will talk about the signs for you to watch out uh, later on but you know back to who are the victims anyone can be the victims and back to online crimes back to COVID times. And stats has reported that ever since COVID, the online rate for sex trafficking has gone up and we talked about Pornhub. But not only that, ever since it was shut down, there has been an increase, huge increase of criminal sex trafficking on children. Our children are at risk. It can be your children. It can be your family members' children. It can be your neighbors' children. This is happening in our community. We have to put an end to this. And again, this is a $150 billion industry, and I cannot end this alone. Mary Ann cannot end this alone, regardless of our passion, even if we don't sleep, even if uh, one organization, even one government entity cannot end this alone. And this is why I sit here and call all of you to join me on this fight. Together we can. Mm-hmm. And we are calling you to join us on this. And I wanted to mention uh, really quickly about the signs. That I mentioned what you can watch out for, you know sometimes people are in a position and they don't even know um, that they are victims. you know I myself um, I'm a survivor from uh, poly victimization from different crimes, including domestic violence, stalking, sexual assault, et etc. So you know before I got into this, I didn't really know. I thought, oh, domestic violence, you have to put a fist on that person. Uh, in order, you know, uh, to be a victim, and and luckily, I stopped labeling myself as a victim. Now I'm a survivor. I'm a victor. And today, I'm like you know, Marianne, and all of all of us powerful women, and spreading the words and making a difference, making the change in our communities in our country. Um, but you know, there are still so many of them out there. I want you to watch out the signs for yourself, for your family, for your friends and for your community to show the hope, love and unity that we all deserve. So, you know, obviously you see a person is physically restrained. I've met a lady, um, she's from China and she was not allowed to go, um, she, was, she was going to ESL class because she spoke very little English. And her husband, they legally married, he is Caucasian and he does not allow her to talk to any male, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just If you're a male, you're not allowed to talk to them. And he does not give her a key. He would send her to the class. Yes, I know I see your reaction, right? Mm-hmm. That was my reaction. I'm like, I have not heard that, you know, uh, in, before I met her, I haven't heard that before. I'm like, no, you don't have a key, how you go home? Well, he sends her to the class and he picks up, up from the class and that's it and they go to grocery shopping together they will go come to our gatherings together they are always together this and he had made her sign a pre it's like you know if you leave me you're gonna uh, pay so much money and this and he just would physically refrain her from being with anyone else and this is one of the signs if you see someone that you know are just acting weird if you invite them out. They just, they cannot, maybe, you know, uh, I know that I recently uh, got sick and for some of you might be following me. I'm actually experiencing vertigo. So I can't really drive much anymore. Luckily, you know, I'm. I'm able to have my volunteers taking me to our events and I'm still seeking doctor's appointments and trying to uh, find by the specialist what exactly is going on. But before that, you know, safety. So I cannot, but I'm, I'm doing this because of my own physical issue, but they're doing this because someone else is coercing them to do that. They're not willing to do that. That is the difference, like I mentioned, between the human trafficking and human smuggling. And another sign is, you know, even worse, they literally just, you know, lock you in and you're not allowed to go somewhere. And here's another case. I, have, uh, I was, uh, you know, with the Hispanic community and attending an event and this lady came to me and I was talking you know, about the cause and everything. And this lady came to me, oh my God, Miss Eileen, I want to tell you this lady, you know, um, um, she she's with her husband and he threatens her if, um, she leaves him he will kill her and we're in Texas you know uh, almost everyone has a gun and and then he she doesn't have a car she cannot go grocery shopping with anybody so he she, he will do the grocery shopping or their son will do the grocery shopping for them she's not allowed to attend social events and she used to and uh, my friend who told me about this, she used to have a job. They used to have a business together. They shut it down because he literally just um, just restrained her in their house. Yeah, so this is one of uh, the signs you need to watch out for you know, freedom. If there's an issue about the freedom, let's dig in further because we want to stop this. Again, I'm gonna use the oil and gas terminology, the upstream, not the downstream. The upstream is like, you know, to uh, bring awareness and that we are conscious about what's happening to us around us so that we can prevent this from happening. And I'm talking about this not because we're not going to do intervention and save our victims and survivors. What happened happened and we will do the work and continue to do the work. But only when we bring more awareness for the prevention can we end this. And this is, you know, my strong belief. And this is one of the many signs. Another sign about my intervention uh, work that I have done in one of the states with the departments uh, using debt bondage. Some of the girls um, do they are they like willingly, willingly do that? No, but they have debts. They have debts whether they own to some people, whether they own to the pimp in this case they owe some money. And this is a way for the PIM to lure you into that, say, hey, you know, if you do this for me, then I'll, I'll you know, make this easier for you. You can actually make money for me, this way you can pay off your debts faster. But little that you know that you got into some you know, criminal activities, even if they are a victim they all they are victims in this case, um, so, we want to watch out for that. If you see someone like you know they are doing this or your friends, I even heard some of the victims they talk about this they say, "Oh, you know, uh, I only have so so little money that I owe now so they they think that they have the hope, and um, um, there's only one percent one percent of the people who are human trafficked actually get out of the situation this is what i want you guys to know this is something serious you you think like okay you pay off the debts you're free to go no you're a money maker like i mentioned earlier they can sell you multiple times what makes Mm -hmm. you think that they will let you go you need to make a safety plan. I'm not asking you to say, "Okay, I'm leaving now." You know, you have to assess your environment, your your situation, who you can trust, what is a good timing. Talk to your your local organization. The national hotline has the resources to refer you to different local organizations. And if you are in the greater Houston area, you can reach out to Hope Pyx Global, and uh, you can go to hopepyxglobal.org, and uh, the nonprofit can refer you to like different shelters. And uh, we work with like many shelters that um, we have donated um, goods to them and visited, you know, the shelters and sent our victims and survivors there. But make sure that you have a place safe to go, and. Another thing I wanted to mention is that you know I talked about uh, polyvictimization, uh, domestic violence, sexual assault, and stalking. A lot of those have a lot of similarity. Again, you can go to the nonprofit website to go to the educa- educational section and look for the power and control wheel. When you look at the power and control wheel, what do we see? And I think Marianne is a specialist in this one as well. So, you know, what do you think, you know, the, in this case, it's not just the pimp, but the abusers. What are their tactics to allure our victims into the situation?
0: Well, as you mentioned, money before, but coercive control, um, that is also, I think, a really big thing to get a victim and also legal abuse.
1: Yes, yes, totally. Like, like I said, you know, before I got into uh, the advocacy work, I thought domestic violence is just violence, but no, there's legal abuse, emotional abuse, psychological abuse, financial abuse, sexual abuse. These are all the different varieties of the abuses. But regardless of, you know, the different varieties, the different crimes, the one thing in common of these criminals are that they are going to, you know, use the coercion. Like you said, they're going to make you relate to them, make you trust them, make you in some cases, you know, in a lot of the cases actually fall in love with them. Think that, you know, they're on your side. and You actually are given a safe haven. Uh, you actually feel falsely that they are on your side they love you and um, you're together but no this is just a beginning because the power and control will will explain exactly that you know this is a cycle they're gonna use the the way to say okay and use your weakness use your vulnerability so for instance if a person is you know in debt they're gonna say okay i'm gonna provide for you. I'm gonna, you know, take care of your child and I'm gonna give you a place to stay. And, and, and of course, in the beginning, these are the only things they're gonna do for you because they're gonna gain their trust. And then they're gonna isolate you, again, about the freedom. They're gonna isolate you from your friends, from your family, from your community, until you're alone, just with them. And then their true face is going to come out. They're going to tell you, you're so ugly. You're not lovable. And if you leave me, you know, in addition to putting a gun, say, threatening them that you leave me, I'll kill you. But if you leave me, no one else is going to watch you. No one else is going to love you. And this is really the problem. I would say like, you know, we have victims that we actually rescued them. Um, and, and they went back. Because this is what we talk about, the psychological control. They feel like, you know what, there's, it's like this addiction, like the dopamine that want them to go back. And of course, there are many different reasons. And statistics shows like, for instance, domestic violence, it takes a victim about seven times to leave the situation. And different situation, like I talked about the psychological control and you know, the, the money aspect and uh, many aspect does play a huge, huge role. And this is, you know, um, why it is my goal to build the legacy that someday that I will be able to build a safe haven. This is the long-term mission for all of our victims and survivors to have a safe place to stay. I have a victim, you know, I, I met a survivor. I met through the, um, one of the advocacy work, and today she has her own nonprofit organization. And what they do is they collect shoes for women and children who came out of the situation. Because when she left the situation, she literally just you know she ran for her life. She didn't have her shoes, hmm. and this is why. This is why I. It is you know really um heartfelt that i am going to build this shelter and we need your help and if you want to help uh, if you you are in a position to help you can donate and go to hopepyxglobal.org as well and if you are you know um not able to do that help us share sharing is caring and we can you know reach out the word to more people to prevent them from becoming a victim and so that they don't have to go through what we have to go through. And if you are like me, who is an Amazon shopper, <laughs> who, you know, especially with COVID, it's so convenient. They drop off at your door. Um, Amazon Smile has partnered with Hope UX Global that you can just go to Amazon Smile, type in Hope Picks Global, and select this nonprofit, you do not have to pay an extra penny, 0.5%, I believe, of the profit will go into the nonprofit, and every bit helps. Mm -hmm. And I want to let you know that, you know, it is because our wonderful people like Marianne and you all support, we're able to... um, this week, we're going to do the delivery for our support, our survivor program so that, you know, this is a family of four American. They live in Houston, Texas. And we want to thank our partners, uh, University of Houston downtown police department for donating the toys. And I want to thank our junk lugger, our other partner, for helping us with the collection of the toy houses and delivering because it's so big. I don't even have the uh, ca- capacity to you know deliver that just to make our survivors' life a little bit easier. No situation is the same. Mm-mm. I know that you know everyone and this is why we all started this legacy to share our stories. It's not because we want to share say, my situation is worse than yours. And I know your situation. I can only say that, you know, I can really acquaint with you to feel what you have been through, but no situation is the same. But what is hopeful that is there is hope at the end of the tunnel and there is light at the end of the tunnel. and. Keep up with what you're doing and just make sure that you get out of the situation and you are going to put your life on the right track.
0: And I think it's hard for these victims, as you said, you know, it takes seven times for them to break free from this because they're so used to being with that person or going through the motions of whatever they're doing that it's like they they can't break free of it. It's sad. Um.
1: It it is so sad. You know, I I, I met so many victims and survivors, some of them in person. I met that beautiful African-American lady at the event. She said, oh my God, my husband is an abuser. I said, oh my God, you need to leave. I can connect you, you know, with a a shelter and organization. But she, you know, you can see like she's dressed up with those expensive clothes. And she said, no, but he just bought me a new expensive car. (laughs) But I said, you know, you choose material, you choose life. You have to make a choice, right? Mm -hmm. We can't have everything. Material, you can build it. But Mm -hmm. you only have one life. And I always tell our victims and survivors, I say, you know, they can take everything from you. But what they cannot take from you is your integrity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's really you have to make a decision. And it's not easy. I'm not saying you're going to live your luxurious life in a shelter. But you know what? You're safe. And what also is important is you really, really, really need to sort help, psychological help go get you know what um, you know most of our survivors victims have PTSD major depression and anxiety and some of them have cptSD complex PTSD from multiple and uh, you know uh, traumas and these are the things that have to be dealt with and I'm not saying that you know by taking the medication and all the therapies you're gonna just be like trauma free no we are This is always going to be hanging around in the back of the head. I call compartmentalization. But what it does is to help you kind of process it uh, to kind of like in Lehman's term, I, this is how I understand it. It's like, you know, you have this pile of clothes laying everywhere. But one day I say, I want that blue shirt. You're going to dig through at the bottom and pull it out. But you know that shirt is there. And it's always going to be hanging in the back of your head because that pile of junk (laughs) Mm is over there and that's why therapists say you know what clean your room it will make you feel better for the same reason that's kind of symbolic right so what if you wash it and then donate the ones you don't want and keep the ones you know the ones that needs hanging and put them in the drawer that's called compartmentalization once you process it this Mm -hmm. is compartmentalized and yes, once in a while, say okay, it's uh, uh, you know Wear Blue Day, Human Trafficking Awareness. I'm gonna think, okay, where's that blue shirt? But you're not gonna always think about that. So I really strongly suggest that you're gonna you know use this technique, use this uh, terminology, use this way of thinking to seek help. And again, there are many local organizations that help you for free some of them charge you on a scale level depending on your income and you know if or not you qualify for that but just do know that there are help out there
0: you know what do you do with people that you know they make too much but not enough to you know to survive like they're just right on the line yet they need help um
1: Yes, mm-hmm. um, I was at the commute. Uh, like we do, like the monthly meeting with different coalitions that I'm part with, and there's a name for it. Um, I think it's called Alice, and we ha- you have to Google. I think it's Alice, but it's uh, it's like an abbreviation. So it 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 talks about the demographics of you say like everyone is, you know, not uh, it's live to work. So basically they go to work every day and, and they merely pay their bills, you know, whether it's mortgage, rent, the, the childcare, um, um car uh, insurance, you know, everyday living expenses, et cetera. Uh, but there are way uh, you know support organize, supportive organizations out there, and I strongly suggest that you know for in this case you uh sort your united way locally. Mm-hmm. And United Way has like, you know, in, uh, in Houston, you can call two one one, one and, um, you know, you can go to unitedway.com and find your local uh, organization and contact them. They have a list of local organizations that they can refer you to. And if you are in a, you know area that is not close to a United Way, I suggest that you contact a faith-based organization and i'm sure like you know um there are different you know therapists there are different like christian counselors Uh, maybe they don't have you know the degree in counseling but they're christian counselor seek the help and that's a you know beginning of the step maybe they can fund you to go to those organizations and again if you're in a rural area maybe you don't have a united way directly but Mm -hmm. nowadays you know with covid there's pros and cons without covid Marianne and i and i wouldn't have met and we wouldn't be like sitting in the same room chatting just like sisters empowerment you know Uh, but with covid you can do online counseling this morning i did the online webinar You know, with um, a powerful uh, coach from Georgia. So Mm -hmm. yes, you can get the resources.
0: Well, that's good. It's good for people to know that there is help out there and not to give up. And if you go to a counselor and maybe it doesn't work out, you don't like them for some reason, try another counselor, just don't give up. There's other good counselors that people can click with and just don't Uh give up on counseling.
1: I love what you say about you know uh, finding the right counselor it's it, it's not like uh one size fit all it's mm-hmm. different situation my situation for instance when i went through you know depression there's also like homesickness uh, so mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know so i would like to find someone who can uh, who actually might have been Uh, to China or, you know, have dealt with the Chinese culture so that they can have a better understanding of my situation. Or maybe, you know, uh, you are talking to a counselor who hasn't been through uh, a grief process. I recently was helping a family who you know lost uh, the wife of the husband, the mother of the child, and they have to uh, go through the grievance um, process. And not everyone is able to relate to that. And like you know, I heard them saying to me, um, they were saying they said you know that person said you know it's just like they lost their dog. No, that's a human life. You know, and we're not trying to belittle the life of a dog, they lost their mother. They, they You know, they lost their uh, the, the core of the family. The mother was the one who cooked them dinner, sent the baby to school, uh, support the husband for his work and while she still has to do her own work to support the family financially. And you lost like a huge pillar of the family.
0: hmm hmm How sad. Right. Yeah. You just have to keep looking and, you know, don't give up. I mean, you might go through three or four counselors before you find the right one. Absolutely. Yeah, you just can't give up.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, before I forget that, uh, I also had the legacy of starting the online uh, Facebook group called Survivors Against Violence Everywhere. So um, if you go to uh, my social media handles, to www.linktr.ee, so it's Linktree, slash Eileen Dong, E-I-L-E-E-N-D-O-N-G. You'll see all my social media handles and feel free to follow me and um, one of the links that is the survivors against violence everywhere. This is a support group that supports survivors victims and their families and supporters advocates and organizations that are in this cause together and most importantly it is a safe platform just like this one you know Marianne has kindly provided a safe platform for victim survivors advocates to come on and share their experiences without being judged Mm-hmm. We promote hope, love, unity because we are in this together once again. It's not a comparison. Say, oh, you experience uh, it's not as bad as mine. No, but uh, instead, like Marianne said, okay, this is my counselor. Maybe you can go talk to her. See, you know if that helps, and if not, maybe talk to someone else and uh really assess your own situation like i said no situation is the same but i think this will be a very good way for you to get started and you know there are a whole bunch of resources in this great country so many nonprofit organizations and podcasts to inform you about the situation and practice self-care. I am guilty of it. That's why I got sick. And it's a hard lesson to learn. I am hard-headed, <laughs> so, so I have to learn that. But you know, that that's a way for me to learn, say, oh, okay, you know, this is what happened. And now um, this is what I need to do to make this year better. Because if we as advocates, we fall sick, then who is going to do your work? So we Mm -hmm. have to take care of our health first.
0: Most definitely, you know, especially while it's winter, it's cold here. And I know it's hot down where you're at, but, you know, you have to just, um, you know, take all your vitamins, take care of yourself. And if that means taking a nap in the afternoon and getting dinner late, just you, you have to do what's best for you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, unfortunately, with COVID, a lot of um, social—not necessarily gathering, but social activities—in my case, dancing is is part of what I used to do for leisure before I got uh, fully committed to advocacy work. I used to perform dance, and I used to go dancing socially, but I don't do that anymore. But even if you want, because of COVID, you know, I, I think there are controversies in Texas, in Houston. Uh, our leaders are trying to decide if we should shut things down. And it's not at our discretion. Uh, but we can do things at home. You know, mm-hmm. you can, you can just walk in the park. What, when you walk your dog or you when you walk yourself, right? You mm-hmm. can turn on YouTube and do yoga. Mm -hmm. And you can do meditation. There are, you know, physical exercise as well as my mental health. I think these are, uh, and and the food, eat more healthy. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I am guilty of eating chocolate. So this is my (laughs) new year resolution to eat healthier.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you there. I love chocolate.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. It's just like, you know, I have, my chocolate for my my pickup of the day like I have the the candy bars I'm gonna show you like I bought this um uh Reese's (laughs) oh I was just gonna
0: say that that's like my favorite (laughs) the Reese's cups yes
1: I think you know. after our show we should have our uh, sister time just you know have chocolate time and share our tips and uh But I I really think, you know, sometimes, uh, yes, it's very important to to eat healthy and exercise, but it's also very important for mental health. If Mm -hmm. you are not feeling well, you know, whatever you eat, and let's say, and we all know the the chemical uh, aspect that plays on our body when we're upset, when we are angry the chemicals are bad for our body so even Mm -hmm. if you eat you know caviar (laughs) whatever Mm -hmm. expensive steak that you have you might not absorb the nutrition as if it should that's why it is very important for us to have all of them
0: right right I mean when I go out to eat I always try to get a salad chicken salad or fish you know I just try to eat healthy, and then of course you come home and there's the chocolate Reese cups, you know. But I did read somewhere that dark chocolate has antioxidants in it.
1: Absolutely, I I think you know what what is the myth? Uh, I read about chocolate, the myth about chocolate causing acne, uh, mm-hmm. the chocolate causing weight gain, and all of these, like Marianne said exactly, dark chocolate is actually good for us. Mm-hmm. So we just have to seek for the dark chocolate (laughs) instead of the white chocolate and the milk chocolate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: It's just, you know, it's just so hard with, you know, these people coming out of these situations and they don't even know how to take care of themselves, some of them, and they have to be, you know, taught self-care and, you know, it just depends. Of course, every situation is different but there's things that they don't even know how to do, like cook. Um, simple things.
1: Absolutely. And, and that's why, you know, early on I was suggesting about um, going to the shelter. And, and going to the sh- shelter has many be- benefits. First of all, you have a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. and they have a schedule and schedule is very important because mm-hmm. many of those people who get out of the situation like i mentioned they have mental health issues depression anxiety and, and, and as we know that uh what they do or what should i call what they don't do is like they don't shower they don't practice mm-hmm. personal hygiene it's not they don't want to they forgot because they're in that dark space of their world and mm-hmm. it's in a very dark place and they needed the help but by being at the shelter, you have to get up at that time. Otherwise, you miss breakfast, you're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also on site at the shelters, many of the shelters have their own counselors, therapists, mm-hmm. where you can get the help from. So, you know, we talked about uh, what if they cannot afford that. For shelters, it's not about your financial situation. Even if you're rich, you are not safe you needed a place to stay so it's not about your financial situation yes there are different kind of shelters you know there are homeless shelters there are shelters that are focusing on like you know uh, you know by services like uh, sexual assault domestic violence or, or try services including human trafficking different shelters you just have to find the right shelter that serves you mm-hmm. but again uh, safety 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 we have stories about the men, and again, I'm not saying like men are the criminals and men are not victims. We already talked about men can be victims of those crimes as well. But in that particular case, the husband who is the abuser chased wife to the shelter, I don't know how, because these shelters are supposed to be in a safe place and the addresses are not posted on the website. And you have to call a safety line in order you know, to go through this qualification process to become a client so that you can get admitted. But for whatever reason, he got in. Hmm. He impersonated himself as a woman because it's a woman and children's shelter. Put on a wig, yes. I know, that's, I I was so shocked. So I want you guys to keep your eyes wide open, Mm -hmm. watch out for those signs because, you know, it is our community, our family, our friends, you know, this is our people. Mm -hmm. So not only did he went stalking the wife, he had a gun and he killed not only the wife, but also the innocent people at the shelter. Oh, I'm 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 speechless about this. Yes,
0: yes. Did they apprehend him?
1: Yes, they did.
0: They did. That's and that's a problem there with a sociopath that they can't get away from. Right. Hmm. It's it's that bad, and people don't realize that.
1: Right. And that's why, you know, um, Marianne and I were uh, both on the show, uh, on the Bailey Smith show and talking about stalking because January is also stalking awareness month. Same thing. Be very careful of those social paths. Be very careful of the narcissist. The narcissist, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I, you know, I'm not sure some of you might know uh, this therapist called Marissa Peer and we are very lucky to partner with marissa Pier. Uh she has a book called i am enough and because a lot of the situation you know whether you're depressed whether you're this even including we get ourselves into those situations whether uh with the pains for sex trafficking or with abusers for domestic violence it's because we don't feel that we're enough we're settling for something less we're just like Ah, oh, nobody's gonna love me. I am ugly. Um, who's gonna want me? Yeah, he loves me. Let me just be with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and you know, one thing led to another. You either get abused uh, as his wife, or uh, you know, or you get trafficked into sex trafficking, one way or another. And that's why it's very um, you know I can't stress enough about mental health and I think we should all put in our 2022 um, you know a new year's resolution about mental health because I think this is something that uh, goes parallel with all these other work that we're doing. If we just fix one thing and not fix the root cause of it it's going to continue to happen. Um and so, yeah, uh, th- this is something we definitely have to, to focus on, but back to Marissa Pierre. So uh, she had this book and we have, we are working with her. So we are offering this free ebook. If you're interested, you know, it's, absolutely free. Just go to the contact form on the whole pyxglobal.org, you'll uh, just let us know that you want the, the book, then we'll send you the access code. So you'll be able to read that and benefit from that. I think it's, it's really, really, really enough. And, 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 and in fact, I have this thing, just, you know, uh, I think, uh, November or October, I did a show. And uh, at the show, I talked about it. And ever since that, I did a project, let me see. And I can take a photo to Marianne. I don't know if it's showing because of the, the Zoom. Um, but it's basically a frame that shows, you know, I put all the stickers on the mirror and it uh, shows, like, you know, it, um, I can read to you. It says, um, I am not a mistake. And this is actually uh, the original word I used from one of our survivors I am not an inconvenience. I am valuable. I am a masterpiece. I am beautiful. I am child of the Almighty God. I am strong. I am a victor. And I am enough.
0: Definitely. Yeah, these positive affirmations are really important because when you put them on a mirror and, you know, you could put them on, if you have two bathrooms, put them on the mirror of the two bathrooms. you know, before I took my nursing state boards, uh, the dean of nursing told me to put on, you know, on a sticky and put it on the mirror that I have passed my state boards. So every morning I would get up, I would see that it gets into your mind and you pass.
1: This is wonderful. Yeah, I think this is really important. You know, we are speaking victory to our future. And I think this really makes a, a huge impact. Long time ago, before I even got into this work, I used to live in uh, California. And um, I don't know if you heard of uh, Deepak Chopra. Oh, He's, yes. Uh, Yeah, he's also those, you know, positive affirmation. I went through his wonderful yoga class, like the yoga instructors there, they actually, instead of playing the music, they would actually just sing there. And it's just so relaxing. But they have different ways of, you know, uh, coaching you through your life experience a lot of them uh, who attend the classes they are very successful business people from around the world some from canada some from other countries to learn these positive affirmations i would i recall and that was like i would say 10 15 years ago but i still recall some of the examples they use i remember one of the coaches was talking about and this is a true story at the airport you know, uh, our airlines, like especially after COVID, flights canceled, got pushed to the last flight. I have friends who are, you know, pilots. They told me the exact situation. You know, cost, uh, cost control, and everything. But regardless of the situation, you, we all know <laughs> there are some seats available on that plane, mm-hmm. and it, it really at the discretion at, of that lady who is sitting at the desk there but you know you can go there be very angry and mad at her say why did you cancel my flight and do you think she's gonna give you that seat no Mm-mm. she wasn't the one who canceled the flight and you know so he he said when he had that experience he went there and then just say you know um, i'm so sad that you know they canceled the flight but I know it's not your fault. Is there any chance you could get me on the flight? She's like, don't tell anyone. But I'm gonna put you on the flight. <laughs> you know, this is the positive affirmation. Mm-hmm. And and uh, after that lesson, I was traveling internationally. I remember I had totally bad luck traveling from China and. Uh, I think there was that was back then there was still pollution and smog. It's totally clear and blue sky beautiful now. Um, but I was sitting at the airport I think the flight was probably five hours delayed so I missed up my first uh, flight and then but I what I little did not know is when I went to the transition uh, transit country which is not home here in the US in Europe in Germany they said, sorry ma'am, we're having a strike. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I said, why didn't you tell me? I could have just gone home, you know? But Mm -hmm. I didn't. And at that time, I had business class, so I I would have, if they didn't, had they not had the strike, I would have access to the business lounge, just sit there, eat, drink, smoke, uh, Not, I don't smoke, I don't drink, but drink my hot chocolate and Mm -hmm. maybe take a nap and just play on the video, you know, whatever, relax. But no, because it's closed. No one is working except for that counter. And I remember standing for, if if not five, if not eight hours, at least five hours, because you're standing in that line with your carry-on luggage and you cannot sit for Mm -hmm. five hours because these were the only two agents working in that entire airport. You either wait in line or you don't wait in line. Mm -hmm. So I had to do that. And when I got there, and uh, I remember it was uh, uh, the flight, Uh, agent from uh, Lufthansa, very nice gentleman. He said, I'm so sorry, you know, um, you are not able to get on this flight because of our strike. I said, you know, I know I wish I had known that before I left, I would probably have changed flight or something, but I do know that it's not your fault and further that, you know, despite everyone else is on strike, you're here working. I really appreciate you. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, even though he wasn't able to put me on the, you know, business launch or anything that he could have facilitated, but he did his best. He put me in a hotel for free so that I can go get some rest, and you know he put my, me on the next best flight that I got. You know my my business class so that I can relax. And I think positive affirmation definitely yes, works.
0: Definitely. And w- when you're going through a terrible time in your life, um, the best advice I can give is to of course try to think positive but go into work and try to make someone else happy and that will actually lift you up as well
1: i agree i still agree i think i think you know this is one of the many reasons how i started my endeavor you know being an advocate and uh it's a journey quite a journey but uh i i'm sure maria and you would agree with me that many of our guests on the show when i asked them what you know, what message or takeaway you would leave to our audience, they will say, go volunteer and help others. Mm -hmm. And they tell me that, you know, 80, 90%, they say, it empowers me when I feel that person is empowered. And Mm -hmm. this is exactly how I feel. I could still feel that dopamine in me from the talk yesterday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, the power, you know, that I was able to lift other people, to help other people. And, you know, I want to say something that I just learned this morning. Be the change that you want to be.
0: Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Well, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Is there anything else you would like to add?
1: Um, You know, uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, uh, to share your stories, once again, sharing your story can help empower other people, bring hope and light to them. You can contact me, and the, the handles are already announced as Linktree hyphen uh, sorry slash I mean dom. You can also direct email us MissUSATexas at gmail.com. And of course, we need volunteers because it is volunteer, a uh, hundred percent volunteer-based, so that we can. Make sure that everything goes to our survivors. So, if you want to volunteer, email us as well. And uh, thank you so much for listening in. Thank you so much, Marianne, for this opportunity.
0: Well, thank you. Hey, don't jump off. Slam the of podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of *Dismantling Family Court Corruption*, *Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough*, and *Cry Out for Justice: Poems of Truth*. Please join us again in the future for another exciting episode. Thank you again, Eileen. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.